And joining me right now here on the Mark Mosey Show, this guy does a great job covering college football and basketball for his great online newspaper, the Gus Free Press. He's my great friend, Chris Graham. Chris, how you doing today? Mark, it's great to talk to you, man. Is that a good enough intro for you, or is I missing something? That's the question. No, no, you, you, uh, you know, you overstated the case, so I think it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with college basketball from the standpoint of. Why is the biggest headline right now court storming and what we should do with it? The floor is yours. Well, it's because Duke was involved uh, in a in a way that uh, you know made, made made Duke look bad. I'm I'm half surprised uh, that the ACC didn't figure out a way to take that win from Wake Forest after the game. Uh, no, if this was you know Kennesaw State versus Lipscomb, I don't know that any of us would would have even seen the highlights, much less anything else. But I mean, it's a serious issue. Uh, you know, you've been, you, you know, you go to a lot of basketball games, pro and college. I go to a lot of basketball games at the college level. You know, we're, we're long since past the time when fans need to storm the court or, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, you're, you should be happy your team won, but, you know, this court storming thing is just ridiculous. But, but no, it's, it's only getting headlines because it involves Duke. What's the best court storming game you've ever went to? <laughs> Probably a Duke game, uh, Virginia uh, versus Duke, uh, and now in the old arena that Virginia played in University Hall, two thousand one. Uh, Virginia won the game with a uh, a layup that was it was like eight tenths of a second left or something on the clock, and won the game by two points. And now, so I'll say that's the best. It's also an example of why these things are dangerous. Uh, you know, back then uh, the the media section was was on the floor. We there were three rows of media on the floor behind the scorers table, and uh, you know, the nice lady who had worked uh, in the media relations area at UVA athletics for a number of years, uh, she sat on the end of the row. She got up. She was trampled by people running by. Uh, ended up with a broken arm, and two football players actually. Uh, shielded her, or she would have gotten. I mean, she would have gotten really seriously injured. I mean, she already broke an arm, but she would have been even more injured. So, you know, that was you know a celebration of you know beating Duke. It was a really good Duke team. That Duke team went on went, went on and won the national title that year. But uh, I mean, there there were there was an injury afterwards. So, you know, uh, the high the highs and the lows right there all in one story. Doesn't it feel like Chris Graham? There's a court storming incident. Every night in college basketball this season, you know, because there's been a lot of upsets this season. Yeah, there's, you know, we got a couple of, of quasi-dominant teams, but even they've uh, they've been upset on the road. Uh, you know, teams teams are playing well at home this year. Uh, uh, you know, top ten teams aren't playing so well on the road, uh, so we have more you know more reasons for there to be uh, court storms and. Uh, you know, there's so much parity. I mean, you know, most of these games involve unranked teams beating top ten teams at home. So, so yeah, you're if if you're a fan of a, a student or a fan of an unranked team beating a you know number one or two or three team at home, you're hey, let's go run the court. And you know, I think that there is a little bit of complicity here on the part of the TV networks, the ESPN, and the other networks that show games. They 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 show the court storms after the game and. You know, it makes it feel like, hey, we got to do that when we win. And, you know, so it kind of, it's just kind of an ecosystem that feeds itself. What should we do? Just make sure Duke's better? <laughs> what, should we, <laughs> what should we do? 
I think, uh, you know, I, I think the SEC, I, I'm not sure for basketball, but I think in, in, you know, the field storming after wins in football games, you see conferences like the SEC have implemented fine, uh, you know, pretty significant fines for, for schools that, uh, uh, you know, don't protect the courts or the fields, uh, you know, after games. And, you know, I mean, it, it, the folks at Wake Forest clearly did not have a plan. Um, no. It, they couldn't have. I mean, it, it, you know, you, if you just ring the court with enough people uh, wearing the bright yellow jackets that you see of the of the uh, court security cut type people, you know, nobody's going to run on the court. And, and if, if you make an announcement ahead of a game and you reinforce, don't do this, um, maybe, you know, I don't know that Jay Billis was that far off. I know some people said it was controversial for him to say arrest people, but – I don't disagree with him that if he saw some people arrested, uh, that would make you think uh, in the future, maybe we shouldn't do this and we're going to get arrested and have that go on our record. So there are a few things that can be done, but, man, just having a plan in place and implementing it just seems pretty simple. Just get better basketball teams, okay? <laughs> just stop it. Just do- Here's my rule. When we get to March Madness and a two-seed loses again to a 15-seed, I'm not going to be shocked. And not like years past, not with what I've seen the current state of college basketball the last two or three years where anyone can win on any night and there's no mega teams anymore. I'm not shocked by any upset in March Madness. How about you, Chris? Uh, hey, I was I was in Orlando. I was down in, in you know, in your neck yeah. of the woods last year for a four seed losing to a 13 and hadn't played in an NCAA tournament in 30 some years uh, on a last second three pointer. I mean, yeah, it happens. And. You know, that four seed was the Virginia team that I cover on a regular basis, had won the ACC regular season, had, you know, tied with Miami, who went to a Final Four last year and, you know, had lost in the ACC tournament to Duke. So, I mean, yeah, it happens. And I think that a, a big reason it happens is, you know, the transfer portal being what it is. Uh, the portal goes in both directions. You know, you've got players from power conferences who transfer down. You've got – and then, you know, they're, they're making those schools and then those conferences better – You've also got guys coming up from the smaller and mid-major conferences who then are succeeding at the uh, power conference level. It just shows you that there's talent everywhere. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that the transfer portal, I think the transfer portal is equalizing the talent across the board as much as possible. And that's why we're not seeing, uh, you know, too many dominant teams. And even those dominant, supposedly dominant teams uh, are very vulnerable in, in game, you know, one, one-off situations. And so, um, that's what makes March Madness exciting. I mean, so from the, the fan standpoint of it, uh, the general fan standpoint of it, when it's your team that loses, it stinks. No. It stunk for me last year that Virginia lost that game. But, uh, I mean, from the, from the general standpoint, that's why March Madness is what it is. Hey, I took you out to lunch to this place called Harry Buffalo, which then closed down two months later. Come on. We have oh, that no, memory. No, no, I didn't know that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I also drove Chris back to the airport from his hotel, and it, it, we were trying that new express highway off four. And if if you would have gotten an Uber, that probably would have cost you about sixty dollars. So that's how much I like you as a friend that I drove you back oh, to the airport. Your drive back was like ten minutes. The drive from the airport there and the Uber was like forty five. So yeah, whatever you did, <laughs> I'm a local. That's what it is. Exactly what it is. But we're here at Chris Graham, Augusta Free Press. Would you take UConn or the field once we get to the tournament? Oh, I would take the field. I mean, and not just not to you know, disparage UConn at all, but just from what we've been talking about, 
uh, it, it, you know, the NCAA tournament is a one-and-done kind of thing. And so, you know, yeah, UConn won six games at the end of last season, six games in a row to, to win the national championship. But if you're giving me 67 other teams uh, or one, you know, UConn is not that dominant this year. To You know, they, they just got the doors blown off not that long ago by a, a, a good Marquette team, but or a good, excuse me, a good Creighton team. But, uh, you know, yeah, in a, in a one-game scenario, a guy can get in foul trouble. A guy, you know, they, your team can have an off-shooting night. Good game plan by an opponent. I mean, nah. So uh, there, there are a lot of good teams. I don't know that I would even call this UConn team this year a great team. They're a really good team, but but they can be beaten in a one-game scenario. Is there anyone else you'd say, I'd take them over the field? <sighs> no, not this year. I mean, I, you know, it's... It, I don't, I think we're going to see a repeat of last year. No number one seeds last year got into the final four. You know, we had all those surprise teams. Uh, I think we're going to see something similar this year because it's almost like it's a disadvantage to be a top seed or, you know, one of those top four seeds in a region because, you know, what happens then, you know, the, one thing I love about going to NCAA tournament, um, um, uh, early round games particularly is, the fans in the arena, you know, they're there to see their team. But if there's a, you know, a top seed, and I've, I've been there a lot in recent years with Virginia teams that are the top seed in the building, man, the rest of the building turns on that top seed if that game's any anywhere close. And that's that's the, you know, people want to see an upset. And so, you know, it almost feeds itself there. Where in the first couple of rounds, if if a team is on the ropes, uh, man, people are pulling for that upset. So. It's tough. I mean, you know, anybody who's ever been to an NCAA tournament regional or anything like that, it, the, the tension is really so thick in the air. Um, every shot, it, it's it's so different than a regular season game. So, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know that's that's what makes the NCAA tournament special and it's what makes it so tough to win. So, I, I, I no, I, I don't think there's anybody who who can be above above the fray in that respect in, in this year's environment. All right, we've done our mandatory college basketball talk. Do you want to get to wrestling now? That's the question. Get to wrestling. I'm, I'm always ready for wrestling. Since the last time I talked to you, we thought it was going to be, um, what is it, Cody Rhodes, and then The Rock showed up, but now it's Cody Rhodes again. What are your thoughts as we're still over a month away from WrestleMania? Give WWE credit. Uh, you know, they clearly, uh, after, after the rock was announced, uh, and that plan apparently had been in the works for a while. Um, you know, the fans reacted very negatively. Uh, they, they you know, the, the WWE fans want to see Cody in that, at that main event match. Uh, the folks who run TKO, uh, maybe aren't, you know, savvy and, and, and know wrestling as well as they know business. And thought, well, this Cody Rhodes guy, sure, he's a, he's a good wrestler, but the rock is the rock, right? And so we'll put rock there. You know, it was a quick pivot. I'll give, I'll give the folks there, you know, TKO and WWE credit. Uh, they didn't let it linger. They, you know, didn't let it get, you know, the, the negativity stay around for weeks. Um, and, and I'll give rock credit here too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he did not want to come back and be a heel. Um, it's fun, you know, and he can he can play that role really well. That's where his career turned was when he went from being babyface Rocky Maivia to the heel Rock, um, and uh, and and so. Uh, but he's, he's you know he's embraced the role. He's playing it really well. Um, um, I think it's I mean, turning out to me. It seems like it's much better that he's he's you know a heel in this scenario, and 
yeah, it's 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 got me watching, you know, and it's got it's got a lot of us interested to see where they're going to take it. So, um, I, I, they didn't plan this, but I'll give them credit; it's actually working out better than they planned. The line The Rock said to the crowd in Salt Lake City was, "Shut your mouth, or I'll slap the herpes off your face." <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what he said. It's great. You know why? This is one of Hollywood's top movie stars healing out like that. I mean, that's where you got to give him credit. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know he he could easily just say, "No, nah, man, I I can't do that. I can't say those kind of things to a crowd." He uh, also said, "My movies." But, he all no no no. You know. He also said to the Salt Lake City crowd, "This is Dwayne the Rock Johnson." You're right. Who's been in family movies? He said something of the lines of. You and your multiple wives will be very upset by what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he, this, this is. You, you know, I'll, I'll give him credit that I will, that I will say. I wish Cody Rhodes had been willing to do this. He, when he was in AEW, there were a lot of folks who thought maybe Cody should turn heel. You know, he, the AEW fans had kind of turned on him. You know, kind of like Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns for many years, Vince McMahon kept. Roman as a babyface when it was obvious that he was going to be so much of a better heel, and and finally Roman turns heel, and the last three years have been the years of Roman Reigns. Um, no, you got to lean into it. <laughs> Rock ain't leaning into it. He is going full steam ahead into it. Now, he, give, give the guy credit. He called them the uh, <laughs> Cody Crybabies, which yeah, is pretty Cody good. Crybaby, yeah. Did you like? When they had the press conference during the Super Bowl week, where then they yeah, were all yeah. out there, I loved it. Did you? It, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it a press conference, but it was—I mean, it was the best part of WWE shows. WWE Weekly TV. The worst part of WWE Weekly TV is the actual matches because they don't put a lot of effort into the matches. No, I mean they put they put commercial breaks in the matches and then let the the uh, promo segments go on for twenty minutes. Um, no, they so that press conference, as they called it was all promo segments. That's the best part of the show. It was the most exciting thing during Super Bowl week. I'm not kidding. It was great. And you know what's funny about it? It wasn't on television. I watched it on TikTok, and it was on oh, YouTube. Yeah. That's what was bizarre about it. It was great. I love it. I even had, I had it on Peacock. I, you know, I, 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 the first place I went was there, and it was it was there. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, so... Uh, they played it well, and they got. I mean, it was it was a free entry crowd. It was no admission to get in there, but they had thousands yeah, of people there to watch what was essentially literally just promos for an hour and a half. That's right. They, they can they can put, put butts in seats just for that. You would so go to that if it was like twenty minutes from your house. You'd so be there, Chris. Oh, and and that's the thing about doing it in Vegas. There's people milling around. I mean, that was smart. Do that every year now. I, they stumbled upon something there, just like they stumbled upon this main event. They stumbled upon something there. They got to continue. They got to do it for SummerSlam, I would th- say, and then for you know next year, certainly for WrestleMania. You'd so go there. There are times I've been at Universal Studios in Orlando, and a person will come up to me, "Would you like to be in a taping for TNA Wrestling?" And I'm like, "No, not today. Sorry, I'm in Universal mode right now. Sorry, I've been to enough wrestling." But they still do that from time to time. They really do. All right. Hey, I'd be there. I'd, I'd be there for oh, TNA. You, they look, got some good guys. Got some good look, you subscribe to Japanese wrestling. Who are we kidding here? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pay yen for Japanese wrestling. That's right. <laughs>
We heard Chris Graham. I guess free press. All right. So who is going to be the main event to take on Roman Reigns? It's going to be Cody. Uh, they they have to, uh, and and they had to. You know, it's it's odd to say now because there's been a lot of back uh, behind the scenes reports that uh, the plan was for Cody to win the Royal Rumble, but also not wrestle in the main event, and to delay that as far out as SummerSlam, um, which was was a bad read on WWE's part if that was going to be what they were going to somehow do. But at this point, now that they've turned it the way they have, they absolutely have to go that way. Now, the only question I've got is, do we see something on night one of WrestleMania, like a tag team match kind of thing? And it would make sense if they did that. You know, have Rock and Reigns team up against perhaps Rollins and, and Rhodes um, and, uh, you know, and, and set up an angle where uh, Rhodes gets hurt in the match, uh, you know, Rock and and Reigns uh, work him over or something like that, either during the match or after the match. And then, you know, Cody has to come out in the main event on Sunday night. And, uh, he's a, you know, he's an injured hero uh, and just give him even more odds to have to win, you know, odds to overcome kind of thing. But, you know, I, the main event on Sunday night has to be uh, Cody versus Roman. And it's in Philadelphia. How's the crowd going to play into this? <laughs> Philadelphia, right? I mean, so Phil, you know, if if it was just a Philadelphia area crowd, that's the old ECW crowd, um, and uh, you know, so I, how they would buy into it? Gosh, I, you know, they would they would probably back Cody, um, but you know, WWE WrestleMania draws fans from around the world. So, um, and, and, and that said, those fans from around the world are going to, I would assume, they, they're going to want to see Cody win. Uh, as a result of, because this story's been told for over two years now, dating back to when he first made the jump from AEW to WWE back in 2022. Um, a lot of fans were upset that Cody didn't win last year. Um, that said, I, I, you know, we talked about this, Mark, before, uh, Royal Rumble. I still got concerns about where WWE goes if Cody wins the title. Um, you know, do, do you break up the, the story that's been putting butts in seats and eyeballs on TV shows for the last three years? Uh, what's, what's the plan for Cody as champion? Who, who are his top contenders? You know, Brock Lesnar's not around anymore. No. Uh, Seth Rollins is hurt. CM Punk is hurt. So I don't know that it wouldn't surprise me if Roman doesn't walk out of WrestleMania as a champion still. I think Cody wins and then. Uh, Roman finally gets a vacation where he gets like two or three months off and then he comes back. That's what I imagine. Something like that. Maybe, hey, maybe The Rock. Maybe The Rock takes over. He's got nothing going on. Well, I mean, it, may, it would make sense that now that they've amended the story, edited the story to include Rock in it as a compatriot of Roman Reigns, um, that you could work towards you know, in a few months, because SummerSlam's only four months away. It feels like it's, it's supposed to be the other half of the calendar, so it should be six months away, but it's in August. So you could you could build towards Rhodes versus Rock at SummerSlam, and, uh, and you know, in the meantime, have Cody feud with what's left of the bloodline and, you know, give Roman a chance to go make a movie or something like that. But I'm Let's sure that's what's probably in his plans for the next few months. Let's end with this here at Chris Graham, I guess, Free Press. What we have been talking about over the last five or six minutes makes more sense to me than the current state of college football. I hope you know this. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you know, the problem with college, the current state of college football is uh, you can't, 
you can't write it. You have to just see what happens and and also the uncertainty. At least we, we can we can book wrestling, but uh, with the transfer portal and NIL, who knows from one day to the next who's going to be playing where? Didn't the state, or I'm sorry, the Commonwealth of Virginia and Tennessee, didn't they just win a court battle against the NCAA? They won a preliminary injunction, yeah, um, which you know is is a step. Um, and, and we all know where this is going to go. It's not. It's going to take just not just that case, but the entire movement. You know, the NCAA is eventually going to have to agree to, um, you know, and the member institutions are going to have to agree to start treating college athletes as uh, paid employees. Uh, you know, not just pay them, but give them access to benefits, and that's going to upset everything. It's going to, you know, when that happens, they're going to be, uh, well, I- you know, the, what they call the Olympic sports are going to be cut in droves. I mean. We are we are in line for upheaval. Uh, the only question isn't you know that upheaval. It's just a matter of when. How many years out are we going to see these changes coming? Um, for, for the average fan listening out there, though, it's not going to affect this, the two sports that most of you care intently about: men's basketball and, of course, football. Um, but you know the, the sports after those, yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of changes. Hey, look, if you want to pay these players then you could start taxing them like employees as well. And same thing for the universities. These time, the, sorry, you're going to get taxed as well. Everyone's going to get taxed, and you're going to be like everyone else in this country. How about that? Oh, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm for taxing everybody. I mean, we all take part in the system, so yeah. we are. Right. And, and yeah, and, and the, you know, the idea that people can write checks to athletics departments and get tax write-offs, I mean, it, there's nothing There's nothing to college football or college basketball that should get you a tax write-off. You're, 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 not, you're not giving that money out of the goodness of your heart. You're giving no. it because you want your, your school to win. And it affects, it affects the fans from the standpoint of, look, schools want you to donate to their school. Then they also want you to donate to the collective now. I don't have all this money to just start giving up all the, like, how is this going to work after a while? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the collectives will go away. Uh, they'll be subsumed within the athletics department. Um, that'll be a great thing that'll happen. It should happen sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the hard part's going to be then, uh, you know, when, when that all happens, uh, do people still donate if they can't get tax write-offs? Because yeah, I mean, for people like you and me and, and most of the people listening, Mark, I mean, if we donate money, it's not, it's not a lot. Uh, but it's the big donors. It's the, you know, the millionaire and billionaire quote unquote philanthropists who, uh, uh, write the big check to get their name on a, a you know, new stadium or, you know, new arena, uh, new wing of a school or something like that. That's who's going to be affected from their tax standpoint. Will they continue donating those dollars is a big question. Look, all I know is I'll see you at Mania steel cage match. All right. So we're going with. So ridiculous. Um, Chris Graham, Augusta Free Press. My man, thank you for your help and have a great day. Thanks, Mark.